Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Okay, hello everybody. Uh, welcome to today's episode. I'm Pirate. I'm Josh. And together we are the Paranormality Crew. And Josh has taken the lead on today's episode. There is a hint as to what it's going to be about on the table. For those of you not watching the YouTube version, you can't see the table. I will tell you it is a hat. Mm. So if you haven't guessed, it's the Loch Ness Monster. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's obviously the Men in Black. Ah, so, leading on from last week's uh, Yeah, episode. leading on from the Roswell conspiracy, we mentioned the Men in Black, mm-hmm. and I thought, why not? Let's dive into it. So I've done some research, I've got my notes, and uh, I'm going to be re- referring to them quite a lot, because I haven't got a good memory, quite like yourself. I've got a goldfish brain. Absolutely so. fine, mate, don't worry about uh, it. <laughs> so... Should we go straight into it? Let's get in. Let's dive in. Now. Let, let us know about the men in black. Well, I'm going to start off. What What do you think the men in black are? What do you know about the men well, in black? Well, um, as I said last week in the, the Roswell incident uh, podcast, uh, from my take on the men in black is when people have visitations from aliens and UFOs and that sort of thing, uh, the men in black usually show up a couple of days later and sort of tell them just to keep quiet. Other than that, apart from the film, I don't uh, don't really know that much about the Men in Black, to be honest. Well, you've got it spot on. So tune in next week. And... <laughs> that was a quick one. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are pretty much spot on. So let's go into it. Let's dive dive in deep. So okay. you've pretty much said it there. So my, um, I thought that the first instance of the Men in Black was Roswell. Uh, was I correct, or was well, I... Well, you've got the, the year correct, oh, okay. Nin- 1947. So, the, supposedly, the first sighting or experience with Men in Black was a guy called Harrod, Harold Dahl. It's oh, okay. D-A-H-L is Dahl. his last name. Dahl, Dahl. Could have been related to Roald Dahl, the poet. Or... Oh, yes. Maybe. Yeah, spelt the same. Right. So, in 1947, he was supposedly the first encounter of the Men in Black. Right. Um, I've actually got 
the story in which it was it made it into a book. Okay, so, so not, not newspaper, but a book this time. Yeah. So rather than me trying to remember the whole thing, I thought, why not just take screenshots? And so I'll, ju- I'll just read it because that's probably easier. Yeah. So as the story goes, Harold Dull was on a conservation mission on the Puget Sound near the eastern shore of Washington's Maury Island. So remember Maury Island. And he was on a boat. He was on a boat with his son and a dog. Okay. His yeah. son Charles and the family dog. So he was gathering logs when he saw six donut-shaped obstacles hovering about half a mile above his boat. Before long, one of them fell nearly 1,500 feet, followed by raining metallic debris, some of which supposedly hit Dull's son and injured the family dog, um, which later on came to kill it, uh, supposedly, according to the story. But his, his son was injured. Um, Dell was able to take some pictures of the aircraft with his camera, which he later showed to his supervisor, Fred Crisman. And a skeptical Crisman went back to the scene to look for himself and saw a strange aircraft with his own eyes. The following morning, Dull was visited by a man in a black suit. Just one man, supposedly. Okay, yeah. They end up at a local diner where the man was able to recount in, in extraordinary detail what Dull had just experienced. What I have said is proof to you that I know a great deal more about this experience of yours than you will want to believe, the man said. Oh. And then... Even though he wasn't actually present at the time. No. The, he, like, I, I'm, we're talking about UFO crash, aren't we? It, yes. Flying saucers um, on Maury Island. So, And then Dull was told not to speak of the incident, and if he did, bad things would happen. To him and his family, much like um, Marcel in my uh, podcast last week, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so he was essentially silenced for what he saw. Um, And the Men in Black also, there's different accounts of the Men in Black. So some people say, well, ufologists say it's one man, two men, three men. There's different accounts and people have had different experiences with the Men in Black. So... We're not talking about the film, although that will come into it later. Yeah. Um, so, um, from your research, do you think that it is like an organization, like in the films? You know, obviously, you know, top secret bunker and whatnot, and they all. Yeah, yeah. From from the like most CIA part, or whatever. From the most part, they it's it said on on the research that it, they go by quasi government. So I don't know what quasi government. So, <laughs> so kind of like. Um, Employed by the government, but the government has complete deniability. Yeah. That's what I, yeah. I would assume that that means. Yeah, I assume so as well. So it's, but either way, it's associated with the government, top secret. No one really knows. It's a bit of a myth, a bit of a mystery. Okay. Um, but whenever there's UFOs, aliens, ab- abductions is a big one as well. If anyone claims to be abducted, most of the time, uh, men in black will approach people and say, keep it shush. So. We have got, as well, I've got some little facts for you. So, not only in 1947 did Harold Dahl um, see a UFO and scrap and wreckage, but a ufologist called John Keel in 1967 
claims to have seen the men in black. But this one's a bit different because he compared it to a demonic supernatural entity with, oh. with dark skin and exotic facial features. Oh, so maybe not human then? Yeah. So from another planet, another... Ah, no, there's a... That's a theory, isn't it, really? Because mm-hmm. uh, aliens want to keep themselves secret. Mm-hmm. It's down to them to make sure we're keeping quiet, isn't it, I suppose? Uh, who's to say that it would be the humans that want it kept quiet? Yeah, and that that's a running theme as well with a lot of this research is uh, a lot of people have said they've got exotic facial features, so abnormalities... Uh, Shrunken in jaws is another one where you can kind of see the jawline and the bones and almost skeletal. So, um, but then there was a, another ufologist who Jerome Clark experienced a uh, men in black encounter. And he said that what we just said, basically it, he doesn't think they're human. They're from another planet. Okay. Um, and then there was one man called Albert K. Bender. What a name. (laughs) Brilliant name. <laughs> <laughs> I had to write that one, Deb. Um, and he was told by the men in black to carry on working with UFOs and aliens and things. So oh. you've got a different degree of ufologists saying different what, things. Why do the men in black even need to come and see a bloke <laughs> to tell him to carry on doing his little hobby? Yeah, just like a supervisor. Like, you're doing a good job there, mate. Carry yeah. on. Um, you're not quite to the bottom of it yet, but you're on the right track. If you keep going, we'll come back and tell us to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we've got a guy, uh, I'm guessing it's called a folklorist. A fo- folklorist, <laughs> right, okay. Uh, I'm guessing he specialises in folk tales and myths yeah, and things. Tales and that sort of thing, yeah. yeah. Uh, his name is James R. Lewis, and he compares the accounts of the men in black considered to be psychological trauma. So from seeing these beings, aliens, UFOs, he doesn't think the men in black are real. He thinks it's just trauma, basically. So that's another take on the men in black. So So kind of like a a hallucination, perhaps, that Mm -hmm. people are having because their brains can't deal with what they're seeing. So they're hallucinating people, telling them to forget about it, basically. Yeah, and it's it's very interesting to me um, that... Con- these people are respected and they all have the same job. So they would recognize a flying saucer and say, that's definitely a flying saucer. They would yeah. all agree. But with the men in black, they've all got different accounts different and opinion different opinions. Yeah. It's, it's really up and down on, the, you know, on what's going on. And they can't actually specifically say exactly what the men in black are. And again, like one person was saying it's, it's one person two people, three people, but I haven't seen more than three people at a time in the stories of the Men in Black. But okay. I guess three Men in Black is enough to make you shut up, though. <laughs> yeah, it'd be quite intimidating, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the Men in Black also have been going through history. So it started off in the 40s with the first account of it with Harold Dahl. In the same year that the Flying Saucers started. Yes, the Big Bang of the Flying Saucers in 1947. And it just carried on from there. So you had it the 40s, the 50s and the 60s, which the 50s and 60s is where it was most popular. Uh, Men in Black were talked about newspapers, news, and it was really... um, considered almost fact at that point where people were kind of obsessed with it and thought 
there's definitely truth behind this. There's There were so many accounts coming out. And then the 70s and 80s, it started slowing down. It goes a bit dark right there. Yeah, people are kind of like, well, we haven't really heard much. We haven't seen many things, you know. Well, I guess, I'd go because obviously 47 was the year the flying saucers were very prevalent. And I, I know from my research at Roswell that uh, Project Blue Book started just a couple of years later, which was the government's research into UFOs. Oh, okay. Uh, that was preceded by a couple of different projects, different names, Project Grudge and something else. Uh, but Project Blue Book was the one that ran for sort of 20 or 30 years. That's a long time. Uh, so maybe the Men in Black might be tying in with that Project Blue Book. Uh, Probably, yeah. Tying in you know, uh, in that time, the government were, like I say, investigating UFOs, mm-hmm. and that's when sort of everything end, ended up sort of getting shot down as a weather balloon. Oh, is there a UFO over there? Weather balloon. Yeah. Over there? Weather balloon. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's sort of where the whole joke about weather balloons and UFOs has mm. come from. But yeah, you can imagine that, that that period of time, 60s, 70s, when that whole Project Blue Book was going on, that's when... Mm-hmm. The government was trying to sort of officially shuffle everything under the rug, wasn't it? Yeah. So the Men in Black would have been the active service doing that. Mm-hmm. I, that's, this is my theory, anyway. All, all, all I can... Yeah, because, I mean, imagine if they wanted to stay quiet and be secret. I mean, it wouldn't be hard for them to intimidate people and then just go off into the darkness. No, so. exactly. Um, but that, that's where it gets interesting, is it kind of stops at the late 80s, early 90s. Okay. Um, people have kind of lost interest by that point. And then what's interesting is the the famous film we all know as The Men in Black. Yeah. Um, I want to refer to my notes because I don't want to get it wrong. 1997. Okay, yeah, yeah. That came out. Well, um, remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the best remembering I've done in a while. <laughs> people can't see me looking at my notes at all. Uh, the Men in Black film came out in 97, and that some people say that that was actually kind of set up by the government to turn people's heads into making the Men in Black like a positive thing, like not so scary oh, and okay. shady. So the film actually adds a lot of comedy and kind of portrays them as heroes. And, yeah, basically makes it a lot more light-hearted. Yeah. So it's not dark, it's not conspiracy, it's yeah, more... Not intimidating. Yes, so for the for a short portion of the 90s, people then started believing the men in black again, but more in a positive light that they were do-gooders. Like, yeah, and I guess like the whole fantasy part of the film, you know, with the little flashy, whatever the thing's called, um, was it a neuralizer or something? Where it yes. literally like, erases your memory? I mean, that is... Nothing to do with the, me- the actual real yeah. man in black, is it? I mean, they just that come along happen. and give you a bit of a strong arm and say, <laughs> look, don't you say nothing. Yeah, because I imagine if they had the technology to wipe your memory, it would be so much easier for them. <laughs> well, yeah, it would, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't have to intimidate anyone. they just turn up and there's a red light in your face and it's all done. They go off. Yeah. But interesting enough, though, the Men in Black with Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones wasn't the first film on the oh, Men in not? Black. no. No, it wasn't, I hear you say. Oh, okay, well, let's so, see how good your memory is for a second. Time. Yes. <laughs> if we can get some hazy effects to hide the notes, that would be great. So let's go for 1979, James T. Flocker. 
another great name. Yeah. He had a film called The Alien Encounters, based on right, Men in yeah, Black. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to reel them off. I'm not going to go into detail because they're all kind of similar. You, you can look up these films for yourself at home if you, if you <laughs> yeah. want to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to give you a dialogue on every film. No. Uh, 1984, The Brother from Another Planet by director John Says, okay. who also starred in the film. Well, that sounds like that's got the kind of take on the men in back being the aliens rather than the, <laughs> the humans trying to yeah. hide the aliens. Yeah, I haven't seen the films, but I... <laughs> just in my research, they, uh, they're about the men in black and about the government, I suppose. Um, but not only films, I hear you say, Pirate, there's music involved too. Music... <laughs> What, other than Will Smith doing the... Oh, yes. We won't be bouncing and sliding on these old songs because the first Men in Black song was actually by the Blue Oyster Cult. Oh, what a band. What a band indeed. 1976, they had a song called ETI, which is Extraterrestrial Intelligence. Ah, okay. And in the lyrics, he actually mentions three Men in Black. And then what's even... <laughs> <Why not>? <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be something <laughs> but they also had another song that they released in 1985 called Take Me Away which also references Three Men in Black oh, okay. so, so maybe the Blue Oyster Cult actually believed in it or had an experience with them oh, wouldn't that oh, I got that? A... being out on tour with the band you know cruising down the highway 66 <laughs> or whatever in America oh there's a UFO up there next thing you know <laughs> and two black sedans yeah. in front of the bus. Oh no! Everyone out, look into this flashy thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now I'm going to have to deep dive into that and see if they had an experience with it. I mean, to have two songs written about the same subject is a bit. They, well, they've got to have been very interested in it, haven't they? At least. For, yeah. For that to happen. And then there was one more song by the Stranglers, and it was literally called "Men in Black," all as one word. <laughs> Okay. And that was 1979. Uh, was that actually about the Men in Black, or was it just called Men in Black? <laughs> I'll have to get back to you on that. <laughs> <laughs> you thoroughly researched this, didn't I you? did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> the funny thing is as well, is my notes are all over the place, so on camera, this looks really bad for YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going through my notes, but I swear it's just because I have a terrible memory. Um but we mentioned Harold Dahl earlier. Yes, Dahl, the first Dahl. guy. The first guy in 1947. And the snippet I read was actually from a book from Gray Barker. And it was a book called They Know Too Much About Flying Saucers. And Gray Barker actually released this book in 1956. But from what I can read, I, I tried to find the book online. I couldn't, but... The synopsis, is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I found the correct one, and I think it's a collection of short stories. So Harold Dahl's oh, okay. story was in that book. Are they, are they all sort of UFO stories? Yeah, yeah, all paranormal, aliens, so ghosts, quite abductions. The Men in Black comes up multiple times throughout Could those be. stories. But so, again, we don't have the book to actually... Yeah, if, directly from, if someone wants to read that whole book and then write send into us an email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, send us tell, an email. Tell us what it's about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> tell me how wrong my notes are. <laughs> um, and then we've also got, we were saying about earlier about 
Ufo- ufologist. I keep saying ufo- ufo- ufologist. <laughs> I call them ufologists. I'm probably going to get slated by everybody who watches it because it's supposed to be pronounced ufologist. Yes. Well, what's to say that a ufologist doesn't study people having euphoria oh. episodes? So there you go. It's a ufologist, as far as I'm yes. concerned. Yes. Let's go with it. So a ufologist. <laughs> he also complained. <laughs> complained. <laughs> said that um, the men in black could be robots or cyborgs. So that's another theory. I've just added like like, a sick theory to this. Yeah, well, that is definitely beyond the capability of human uh, technology, particularly in 1947 when they first came about. Mm -hmm. Which also links into why they are supposedly emotionless and cold, because they could be cyborgs. I should have mentioned that when I'd done... (laughs) The other examples of Men in Black. But as you can tell, my notes are all jumbled up because I've ripped my notepad. So yeah. I'm working with yeah, it best I can. Just, just before we started the recording, he said, shall I put them in order? <laughs> and then completely ripped his book apart. <laughs> I didn't mean to, I swear. And um, so with the Men in Black, it's all a bit freaky. Um, but we've, I've also done the re- my research. There's a couple of videos. Oh, so right, we yeah. can throw up some links and mention the people so we don't get in trouble for credit i suppose yeah okay yeah um, i think i'm gonna to have to take your notes off you so that i can make sure that the uh, our show notes are all up to date <laughs> with any links that we need to put on there so the the first video the one that on the last episode where i went to explain it and you said nope save it for the podcast yeah 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 okay that, so we're gonna see this video that one i don't know why it gives me the proper creeps like it's it's so freaky, and it's the one Men in Black footage that, to me, seems the most realistic, the most real, and it is. It just freaks me out, okay. and uh, that was the one I saw like three years ago, and it's still to this day I think about it when I think of the Men in Black. I don't go to the film like most people. I think of that footage, the, the, the real life sort of thing, rather than yeah. yeah, yeah. So when we put it in the link, if anyone wants to find it if you don't want to listen to the first few minutes of what seems to be well you'll see you'll see in the video there's there's a woman she sat behind a desk weird stuff happens and supposedly the guy that took the video worked with her okay and her name is nicole so the first few minutes of the video is him explaining stuff but if you want to go straight into it and see the actual footage of the men in black it's at the six minute and five second mark. Okay, well, let's do that then. Let's um, dive in. Because um. the first few minutes, it's just him kind of explaining, like, this is Nicole, I work with her. Yeah. And he's kind of explaining what's on the CCTV. And it's she's the receptionist, from, okay. what, from what he's saying. He's the receptionist at the front desk. So I'm going to go to this link here. Mm-hmm. Men in Black Court on tape, real footage. It's 8 minutes 59 long. We, we put in men in black, woman at desk into the search uh, bar on YouTube. And it is the top, literally right at the top. So we're just going to click on there. And here we are. Uh, turn on. Yeah, so that's him whispering. Because I'm, I'm guessing he's not allowed okay. to release the footage. or Right, okay. You know, yeah, he's yeah, got to yeah. be secret. Right, okay, so what we're looking at is just a desk. In, well, I mean, what is this, a, an office building? Or? Yeah, I'm 
I'm not too sure. I don't want to say just in case it's wrong. Um, skip on a little bit. All right. Okay. So this is around about the two minute mark. And what we're seeing is a security camera feed. Uh, I mean, it could be an office. Uh, it, it doesn't look like a shop. It just looks like a front desk at maybe, I don't know where. Like, obviously not a doctor's office, but it could be something similar to that. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think it's like a lawyer's firm. Lawyer's firm. I yeah, think that, that so. probably makes sense because there's only like one or two seats there, isn't there? Um, so, hold on. But it's all professional looking. Nice and neat. Yeah. So, if I skip on a little bit more. So, this is the guy that she works with here. Yep. On the, putting on his coat. Now, obviously, the people uh, watching this on YouTube, this will be part of the video. Uh, for those of you watching at home, there will be a link to this video uh, not for watching, for listening on the audio podcast. Mm-hmm. I'll make sure there's a link to this video on the on the show notes. Right, so she's now alone. He's now walked out. Yeah, he's gone for lunch break or gone something. Gone for lunch. Lawyers love their lunch, don't they? It must yeah. be like a law firm or something. I mean, they're all in suits, so not the men in black, but the Very people true. working there. Now, uh, I'm going to skip forward to the six-minute mark. Yes. And this okay. is where it happens. So now she is still sat at her desk. It's a corner desk. And now in walks a man. Bald head. Clean shaven. No distinguishing features. Just a black suit. He's talking to her. Uh, this is security camera footage. So we can't actually hear what they're saying anyway. Yeah, there's no actual audio for it right. anyway. Uh, which is great for us going on YouTube. Because we can't <laughs> use it. Now, she's pointing to tell him, I guess, to tell him that the man that he wants has gone out. Yes. Uh, and he's obviously said something intimidating. She's now picked up a gun. Out of the desk? Out of the desk, yeah. She opened the drawer of the desk, got a gun out. He has literally just gestured with his hand, and she is now taking the clip out of the gun, put the gun down on the desk, and she's turned to face him again. Now he's gestured with his hand again. She's picking up. She gets a camera. A camera. Out of a handbag. Out of a handbag, yeah. And she's almost in a trance kind of thing. Yeah, it, it almost, yeah, it looks like she's just instantly been hypnotized. And now she's walked around the desk and she's heading for the front door as well. And now he's following her out. Yep. That is weird. It is, isn't it? It's not long, but it. And she's left the gun the on the gun desk. The gun is just left on the desk, yeah. And her handbag. She's left it all there. Yeah, that is nuts. And he looks like a typical men in black profile from what, you know, people have been reading and saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clean shaven, bald head, black suit. And they all pretty much look like that, I would imagine, do they? Yeah. I mean, apart from people that dispute it and say they see, you know, dark skinned exotic features and the majority of people believe that they are bald, clean shaven, and that is to... Maybe so you can't identify them, so they all kind of look the same. Okay. Oh, um, right, yeah. So if if you were to, like, if a police lineup or anything were to happen, you get five, six blokes in a dark suit, all with a shaved head, mm-hmm. clean shaven. You're never going to be able to tell which one it is, are you? No, exactly. But that does, I have to point out, mean that the men in black are incredibly racist. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You're never going to get a Chinese one. Will Smith would never have actually made the cut, would he? Yeah, I mean... Because <laughs> he'd be pretty recognisable up against a bunch of five other white blokes. Yeah, that's a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, typically they could be racist. Well, fair enough. Um, 
Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I'm, I'm astounded. By that it's video. freak, isn't it? Yeah, it kind of sticks with you in yeah. your mind when you see it. It's yeah, it does. weird. It's that, that instant sort of try, and you can tell her facial expression, like... Everything changes. Yeah. She goes from almost, uh, this is a terrible danger situation, enough for her to withdraw a gun from a desk. Well, yeah. I assume the office gun. I'd just, love you know. to know what the guy actually said to her. To yeah. Make her want to pick up a gun out of the desk. And then with one hand gesture, she puts the gun down and... Yeah, it kind of looked like he made it like a cross with his hand. It, it kind yeah. Of like across horizontally and then down vertically, and that was it. She was just gone. tranced. Yeah. And then Very walks creepy. out with him, and then that's that's it. Very creepy. Yeah. And we've... If anyone actually wants any more kind of footage of Men in Black, because one video, some people would say, we want more, or they'd say, that's not enough. So... There's one other YouTube channel um, where it's just kind of a, a top five, if you will, of sightings of the Men in Black. Okay, well, I don't so think we'll, we'll, we won't bother yeah, playing yeah. it. People can check that out. They yeah. can make up their own minds. I mean, a couple of them aren't great. They're just kind of pictures. The thing is, I feel like that was a, a good representation of just how creepy the mm. Men in Black can be. That's actually in the top five as well. Is it? I yeah. think that is number one. So. Okay, yeah. Um, but I can't imagine that a top five Men in Black video, you're going to have five times that, you know? I mean, yeah, you, you could just literally put a, a video of like a couple of guys walking down the street who happen to be bald and clean shaven <laughs> in a black suit and go, it's the Men in Black! Yeah, they could just be off to work. <laughs> yeah, unless you've got them actually caught doing something creepy like that or being intimidated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hearsay, isn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure one of the uh, the videos, I think it's number five, it's literally two blokes in suits waiting at a bus stop. Right, <laughs> so... yeah, because the men in black obviously <laughs> rely on public transport yeah. heavily. That's one thing we know about the men in black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think um, uh, we should probably put this to the port paranormality rating. Okay. So, initially... When you hear, like, the old stories of the Men in Black where, you know, traditionally just after a UFO sighting, they come around your house or wherever your place of work or whatever and intimidate you. And it's not really paranormal, is it? It's obviously tied into some kind of UFO sort of thing and, and that. I would say probably, again, like the Roswell story, it starts off as, like, a low maybe two or three yeah. out of ten. But that video is proper creeping me out. <laughs> yeah, it boosts it up quite a bit, it doesn't does, it? It does, it does. And considering all the other theories that your ufologists have put forward, mm-hmm. it's, you know, with the whole it, they might not be human, that is a very good example of it could not be, could be not human. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not just a bloke coming in to an office and saying, right, you're coming with me and there's a struggle. There's a little bit of mind control, kind there of, is. what there's, it looks like. I it's... don't know how he did that. Yeah. No, like, you've got to watch it because it does look like she's in a trance. It like, does. She's hypnotized kind of thing. So you've just got to check it out. Um, but I know what you're saying. So it, it started off low for me because I'm thinking it's just blokes in suits. It's all myth and whatnot. But then when you kind of see that video and not just that video as well, when you hear the the stories and you dive into i I mean i should have done a deeper dive but (laughs) when you read a couple of statements from people 
and certain things do match up and how it's consistently intimidating and telling people to keep your mouth shut and it's all to do with intimidation and but we can't forget that they only ever show up after some kind of ufo incident yeah yeah they don't just turn up directly tied to something that is paranormal anyway whether they're human or whether they're alien or whether they're cyborgs or whatever it is they're tied to that already so we've got to put a base level on it of say four at least yeah that's a very good point you just mentioned because you would think that the government would turn up first like officials with badges and numbers maybe would turn up first but it always seems to be those guys the men in black that turn up and instantly know what's happened and what's going on yeah so it is yeah i've only just thought about that that's a very good point so yeah i i me personally i'm gonna go i'm gonna go a strong eight on this one are you yeah i'm going on a strong eight i do believe that the men in black is real like I, oh, I, I, I think we've almost completely proved it's real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a man in black. Yes. Um, but I, well, yeah. I mean, because like, like I say, you've got to give it a strong base because of the fact that they are just tied to something that is ultimately paranormal. And then, so I'd say a good base of three or four on that, maybe even four or five. And then the actual men in black themselves, as we've just seen, could possibly have some kind of preternatural powers to them. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go with 7.5. Oh, what's up there? The camera's going Which again. Going into this one. <laughs> yeah, it's turned itself off again. Well done. Oh, well. But we have reached 32 minutes, so we've done... That's not bad. We've done really well, mate. I know you were worried about it, trying to stretch it out for about half an hour. Yeah, could you tell I was a little nervous as well? My notes are shaking and I'm getting them in order and I've ruined my notepad. Oh, it's all gone (laughs) topsy-turvy. But we got there. We got there. You did really well. It was a good presentation, mate. And yeah, I'm going to go strong 7.5. If you're on 8, that puts us on 7 and 3 quarters. (laughs) I'm not good at maths either. (laughs) The two things I'm not good at is memory and maths. But, yeah, I agree with you. In between a 7 and an 8, yeah. it's up there. But, yeah, I'd say that's a pretty strong strong case. Yes. Yeah, nice we one. Did it. Well done, buddy. <laughs> Can you lead the next one, please? I'm, I'm scared. I'll lead the next one. <laughs> I, I think I, I would like to take it on a, a, a different route next time. Okay. Uh, we've covered, uh, well, obviously Roswell and Men in Black and sort of UFOs mm. in general for two uh, episodes now. I want to go a bit spooky. I, I want to try and go into ghosts a little bit. I think. Oh yes. And there's one uh, very prolific building in the UK. It's not there anymore, um, but it was very well documented as the most haunted house in England. Ooh. And I'm not going to say the name of it. You'll have to tune in next time. Oh, cliffhanger. A cliffhanger. Oh, your tease. I love a cliffhanger (laughs) ending. And with that, we're going to go. So thanks for stopping by. If you enjoy our content, please stop by again. Catch up next time. See what we're doing. And uh, yeah, thank you and see you next time. Enjoy yourself. Ta-ta. (laughs) Ta-ta.